On this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got your boy. We back. It's Friday. Everybody, don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. I'm here. I'm here. This time for another Best of Bias podcast starring yours truly. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Lydell De Niro. If you're a family, you've been here all the time, second, third, fourth, fifth time back. How many ever times back it is? Welcome back. We here is the Best of Bias podcast where we talk about everything. You know what I'm saying? We just bring all the bias from any topic you think about, from pop culture to sports to movies to comics, superheroes, science, cooking, whatever it is, bring that shit to the table and we're going to be here to talk about it with you or with other people, and maybe it's something that you want to talk about and that you want to bring to the table and add your bias to it. Somebody might have the same one. So welcome, welcome, welcome. That's my spiel. That's my spiel. Um, this is episode 189. I believe it. Actually, this is 190. This is episode 190. I'm not even going to front. This is episode 190. We're getting closer and closer to 200. You know what I'm saying? I'll be getting my uh my my episodes mixed up, but you know, I don't really have a producer here in office, in studio with me to uh, correct me on my dates, but on my episode numbers. But we here, we here, we here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for clicking play. Fully loaded episode right now for y'all. Sports, pop culture, a little bit of Cinema Corner, a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Um, we in here be locked and loaded for a nice packed episode. You know, I had to hop in here real quick. I know the Nuggets is playing right now, so I'm gonna be a little distracted when I'm gonna be checking in the scores and stuff. But hey, I'm here for y'all, and I'll never, 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 never not let y'all have something you know to, to chew on for the weekend. Let y'all hear a little bit about the last couple of week updates, um, pop culture and everything. Um, it was kind of slow in the pop culture, so when I get towards the end, it might get a little bit of I don't know. Maybe y'all don't care about it. Maybe y'all will. So I'll do kind of rapid fire when I get there. But you know, I gotta start with the sports. But anyways, I'm talking all this. Like I have to get to the podcast. Where's the theme song at so I can get to it and stop talking about it in the opening? Let's get right to it. It's the best of bias podcast, episode 190. Happy Friday. Let's get right to where that theme song at. It's the best uh best of bias. You need to hear for you should try us from pop culture to the movies to unite us. It's the best uh best of bias. The best of bias. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best of bias. You are now listening to the Best of Bias podcast with Lydell De Niro and Hugo Twilight. Okay, we back. We back. It's the welcome to the Best of Bias podcast, episode one ninety. Gosh, I was trying to start the episode in the opening like I ain't done this before 190 times. Yeah, bro, 190. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for being here for episode 190. Um, Thank you for being here for episode 190. We just getting bigger and better. We're just going to keep it going. Um, You see it in the background. If y'all haven't checked out episode 189 yet, go pop it right now. Go check it out right now while it's on YouTube. AKA, again, has been blessing us for almost, what, um, since episode at least like 80 He's been out here blessing us, putting up videos, put, putting up clips. So I uh, always try to give him love. And also, I don't also I don't shout out um, Dank Reynolds enough for the beat 
to open it up in the theme song because the theme song is catchiness. Everybody loves the theme song. Um, I'm glad we got that put together. I'm just trying to show the people love that have been with us since 2019. I keep stressing that. I keep trying to let everybody know it's been a long time, man. I know a lot of these podcasters out here, but they be in the game for a long time before you really get to see the uh, the the root the fruits of your labor. You know what I mean? But I have no time, no plans to stop it anytime soon. I'm just looking for other people to add to the team and just make it bigger and better. Again, we have some other projects in the works me and the homies um you know i'm just trying to build the best of bias media team um we're not just a podcast we're trying to do a whole bunch of stuff in multimedia so um we're just expanding on and doing stuff like that uh, more of that stuff to come i'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the pod but first let's get into this stuff so we can get you out here get you guys you know out in the day but if you're actually in the gym, let's get you through some workouts. You feel me? If you at work, let's get you through this work day. Uh, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. We got a lot of topics to talk about, and let's get right to it. Let me stop talking about this stuff. We'll get to the informational stuff at the end. But let's start off with this college football. Um, let's talk about it a smidge. We already talked about the college football playoff and the playoff standings, top four, the Florida State, uh, the whole kerfluffle or whatever you want to call it up there. Um, but I just want to talk about Oregon. We were uh, – awarded i guess you could say with the liberty well plan liberty in the fiesta bowl um I, fiesta bowl i get it that's 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 a high uh a highly ranked holiday bowl but liberty they're ranked number 23 bro if i'm not mistaken let me just yeah and we fell back to number eight we were five our highest ranking but after that loss twice to washington they dropped us back down to number eight but i feel like we should be playing georgia let us play uh who else didn't get in Florida State. Let us play Ohio State. But you drop us all the way down to playing Liberty, bro. Liberty. I mean, I guess you may be doing Bo Nix a favor by putting him up against Liberty and <laughs> letting us run up the score. So anybody that's actually playing and going to the NFL can kind of showcase their skills one more time before they hit that combine and do whatever steps they need to do to get to the next level. But Liberty, bro, come on. We worked so hard this season to show, well, Dan Lanning in his second season, Oregon itself as an organization. Uh, we put on this season to try to prove to everybody that we're good enough to not only compete in the Big Ten next year, not only to try to make the college football playoff this year when it's the last team with four teams, not only when the last Pac-12 championship possible, we at least deserve, as hard as we work on losing two games, to play somebody bigger uh, to prove our worth even more than Liberty. And I'm sorry, Liberty, if you guys are raw and you guys end up beating us, I would mean, hey, whatever, because, I mean, I don't know how many players are actually going to play in the game, to be honest. Uh, we got bigger news. Uh, Bo Nix is on his way out to the NFL. Uh, Coach Dan, Dan Lanning said he was actually still going to play in the bowl game against Liberty out there in Glendale, but we'll see. But we got the big news. Uh, shoot, Dylan Gabriel from uh, Oklahoma you know, out there putting up numbers. I think he had a game with eight touchdowns he was responsible for, stuff like that. Balling out, he decided to transfer over to Oregon before um, before they made that transition over to the SEC. I guess that boy didn't want to play over there in the SEC and felt like he wanted to go over to the Big Ten and um, kind of show his talents and do what he can for Oregon. Maybe the paycheck was uh, too big to pass up. I know uh, Phil Knight and that Nike money, that check can go long. 
And, you know, for future, you know what I'm saying, you could be taken care of forever, especially if your family doesn't make it or you don't make it in the NFL. There's always a future job out there or some money for you for at Nike for coming in and helping out Oregon probably. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but the NIL right now is going crazy. But Dylan Gabriel, yeah, Oklahoma's old uh, quarterback out there, was a Heisman uh, candidate for a while, is actually going to play in Eugene. Um, come to – Find out he's actually a really big fan of um, Marcus Mariota. He really looked up to him as a kid. That's why he wore number eight. Uh, he wanted to follow in his footsteps and almost came to Oregon, to be honest. So for him to be starting now, playing his senior year, following Bo Nick's footsteps, hope you don't take number 10. I mean, it's, it's going to be weird. He's probably going to take number eight. So that's like two numbers with these transfer quarterbacks coming in and following up two Oregon legends in Mariota and Herbert. Bo Nix want to take number 10. I know Gabriel is probably going to take number eight. I know it's probably going to be uh, like they're trying to pay homage or whatever, but that is kind of weird. Pick your own number so we can respect them all equally instead of trying to be, oh, whose number you going to retire? Who's eight? Who's 10? Like, nah, bro, come on. Whoever wins that national championship is the one to be retiring. But, um, yeah, that's great news for us, um, and hopefully it attracts a lot of recruits, whether it be recruits, whether it be people from the transfer portal from Oklahoma. We already saw a big-ass lineman come in from uh, – it was his left tackle or right tackle, one of them um, coming from Oklahoma, wanted to play with Dylan Gabriel still in uh, Oregon. So he's coming over to visit. And Dante Moore, who was supposed to go to Oregon last year, uh, but decided to go to U uh, UCLA and play with Chip Kelly for his freshman year and actually have time to start as a true freshman. Um, he got hurt. I think it was like an ankle injury. Um, and he didn't play for the rest of the season over there after a couple of games at UCLA. Um, he kind of left us hanging high and dry because he was came to our school, uh, recruited him well. Everything was looking good. Um, but then all of a sudden he flipped over to UCLA just at the last minute, kind of spite in Oregon. Uh, but now that it didn't work out at UCLA, he's going to come and try to um, be humble about it now. His ankle injury, you know, can buy him some time to sit behind Dylan Gabriel that transferred over from Oklahoma. And after he leaves, after this one year at Oregon, he can take the reins, knowing all the playbook, knowing, the, knowing everybody, the personnel, um, everything about Oregon, and just stepping into that role as a starting quarterback, being a five-star recruit himself, instead of doing the shit that he wanted to do last year probably got paid by UCLA to come out there and play a little bit more than Oregon wanted to pay him. And then he tried, you know, was feeling himself. He was doing okay. He was a five-star recruit out there. But sometimes you do have to sit behind some people and get that experience, and it is good for you. And maybe it's coming to that realization that we can get that quarterback in the wings. So after we get this Dylan Gabriel guy out into the NFL, we can have a quarterback we can mold into our own and keep the recruiting, get that jump started after, you know, Dylan Gabriel goes because we can only transfer quarterbacks in for so long. But yeah, Oregon's making some moves. I mean, we're not the th team to talk about right now since we lost to um, or Washington and we're not in the playoff. But, you know, those four teams are the talk of the college football town. But um, And also, uh, it's good to hear that Oregon State actually reinstated a home-and-home -home against Oregon to still play the rivalry game so we don't have to lose our rivalry game. We can still play Oregon State, our in-state rivals, um, and still have that game every year. That's going to be pretty dope. I like that, actually. I like it a lot because – um, Oregon State and I think it's Washington State right now are in limbo and don't really have anybody with them in the Pac-12. It's the Pac-2 right now. Um, so we're going to see what happens with them. But for us to have that game against them and keep their rivalry alive is, is really good to see. Um, but Jaden Daniels, let me shout out him real quick before we get out of college football. football. Um, he won the Heisman. Um, balled out this year, especially towards the end of the year. He really put on trying to win the Heisman. Uh, 4,900 yards, 46, 49-46. Uh, uh, passing yards, responsible for 50 touchdowns total with 72 um, completion rating over the regular season. 
So he balled out, man, um, especially towards the end of the year. He had a couple of games where he threw for, like, hella touchdowns and rushed for hella, uh, had, like, 200 yards rushing and, like, 400 yards passing. He had those games. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, Bo Nix would have won it if he would have beat Washington. I'm not hating or nothing like that. But there was some games. I said it in the past podcast that Jaden Daniels did stay in games where he was blowing his team, blowing teams out, and he stayed in to get stats up where Bo Nix was blowing teams out at halftime and was taking the game off. Um, the rest of the game off so Ty Thompson can get some playing time. But I get it. I get it. Winning the Heisman is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, for Caleb Williams, it was a twice-in-a-lifetime opportunity until his team fell off. We'll talk about that another time. But, yeah, um, Jaden Daniels won that. Uh, another LSU quarterback after Joe Burrow winning the Heisman in the you know, last couple of years. So uh, their seasons were actually pretty comparable. That LSU team when Joe Burrow won, it was, it was crazy, though. But, yeah. Um, what else we got? Yeah, let's just get into the NFL, but that's all the college I got for now. Um, again, you guys saw, let me just talk about a little about Dion. Um, then moving to the Pac 12 or Big 12 now, they're my favorite Big 12 team. Shoot, so every recruit they get, every person they get, I do root for him to do really well, really well over there in the Big 12. Uh, young Seton, I forgot his name or whatever his name was, committed on uh, uh, Undisputed, uh, with number one lineman now, the 2024 class. Um, he's getting a bunch of transfer portal receivers, a bunch of other linemen. I think a lineman came there out of Houston. Um, so he's going to do his thing over there in the Big 12, especially if, you know, he has some uh, deep roots out there in those Texas backyards and um, hopefully get some good coaching because I know a lot of the coaches are leaving, going to other schools, taking other opportunities. So hopefully he gets a really good staff around him and he can do some things out there in the Big 12. I'll be rooting for him out there for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because we've got to represent everywhere – Everywhere these other Pac-12 teams go, I'm gonna start representing them now. You know, what I'm saying I'm all about you guys now. You know, what I'm saying you feel me? you're not in our division. If you're not, if you're not Washington, UCLA, or USC, you're good. If you're an old Pac-12 team, the Buffs, uh, Stanford, Cal, everybody, I root for all y'all now. You know, what I'm saying everybody else in all these other divisions, all these other conferences, I got you. But all those other guys in the Big Ten, we're coming for blood, bro. Let's get it. But let's go into this NFL. Let's talk about week 14 a little bit because you know what I did. I made some predictions last week um, to see if I could help you out with maybe some parlays. Just give you all some advice, maybe talk a little about the team. Maybe you have some fantasy decisions to make based off the research that I was giving you all. Whew, I hope last week was the week that you all decided not to listen to me because I did bad. Um, I didn't do the Thursday night game because I was recording last week while the Thursday night was game was on, just like this one. This this game is terrible anyways. Um, at halftime, the Raiders were beating the Chargers 42-0. to zero. Chargers, of course, not having uh, Justin Herbert for breaking his middle finger. He's taking the season off. Not taking it off, but he has to sit out the rest of the season. So they have Easton Stick starting at quarterback, and I guess they're not doing very well. They're getting smacked up. For, for the Raiders, Nate O'Connell, Aiden, Aiden O'Connell, I think his name is, said Nate O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell, I think his name is. 42 to zero and the touchdowns aren't even uh, uh Devontae Adams is 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 nuts. But anyways, uh last Thursday the, pa- the Patriots won 21 to 18 over the Steelers, uh bringing the Patriots up to 3 and 10, Steelers dropping to 7 and 6. Um Sunday, let's let's get into all these wrong predictions that I gave y'all. And I'm sorry. This week I'll be better, I promise. I got some good ones down here. <clears throat> so Starting with Sunday, Texans versus the Jets. Ooh, of course, I picked the Texans in this one. But, hey, for my defense, C.J. Stroud went out with a concussion in this game, and I think it was a really rainy game. Um, yeah, Texans fall to 7-6. and six. Jets move up to 5-8. and eight. Uh, Zach Wilson looked pretty decent in this game, making some crazy throws out there in the run. Uh, in the rain, excuse me. Um, and giving, some, giving the Jets fans and some Jets the hope 
that they need to keep on playing and not just completely giving up on the season. Um, Zach Wilson just needs to limit those turnovers and just get his head right, you know, and just see if he can do. Maybe when Aaron Rodgers comes back, he can stay the backup quarterback and not get cut, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm pushing for the kid, Milf Hunter. You know what I'm saying next game, the Rams versus the Ravens, really good game. Uh, Rams gave them uh, the Ravens everything they can handle at home. Um, it took a punt return touchdown, a controversial one at that. Uh, there was a supposed block in the back on the play um, that the Ravens committed while their player was running it back uh, that didn't get called. So it was really controversial. But uh, I'm just surprised by how the Rams are playing this year. Uh, nobody expected them to be great. Like they're, I mean, not be great, but be good at all because the pieces they lost and just some of the, you know, just some of the residual from last year. We didn't know if Cooper Cup was going to be the same. Puka Nakua is this receiver that came out of nowhere. Kyron Williams came out of nowhere um, to us. Obviously not the team, but um, they're doing way better than expected. And they put up a fight against the division or the, a the AFC leading Ravens last week. Um, again, it was 31 to 37. Um, I just play it loud in the background right now. Anyways. Uh, and then as far as, let me see here. Um, yeah, so the, Ra uh, the Ravens move up to 10 and three, the Rams fall to six and seven. This one I actually predicted, right? If y'all, if y'all took that advice, take that one. Any advice that I gave last week, take that one. Um, and then we had the Panthers versus the Saints. I don't know what I predicted in this one. Uh, if, if anything, I wanted the Saints to lose because they actually had a record that was closer to ours. And that's probably what I picked, even though. Everybody knows the Panthers aren't going to win no games, even though losing every game isn't in their interest because they got their first number one pick goes to the Bears. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Panthers lost six to 28. Saints got the win, moving up to six and seven. Um, and the Panthers fall to one and 12. There's a three-way tie, but officially due to tiebreakers, the Buccaneers, you know, are in first place. I'll get to that when we talk about the Buccaneers game. Actually, it's two games away. So let me just talk about it now. So the Buccaneers beat the Falcons 29 to 25. Um, this game was not pretty at all. I was actually really nervous this game. Baker Mayfield scared the shit out of me this whole game. It just seems to me that he can't really make plays. I mean, I, I don't want to blame Dave Canales because I feel like his play calling worked with Geno Smith. If the quarterback just kind of buys in and listens and plays their game, they can kind of do what they can do to make shit happen. So I can't blame him. I can't blame him. And he's a first-year coordinator. He was nowhere near as bad as uh, Byron Leftwich was last year calling plays. But to me, it's just Baker, man. Again, his balls always get batted down. Pause. Uh, he just can't find open the receiver. He locks in on receivers uh, based on game like script. I wouldn't even say re regular game script. I just think of what whatever was in the media is what he's going to do. If he's trying to get Mike over the uh, thousand yard record, he's going to super target Mike until then, uh, until uh, you know, until he gets all the yards he needs to break that record. Then. Uh, Chris Godwin's wife was talking mess last week because I guess somebody on the team, I guess the head coach said uh, Godwin was dealing with injuries a lot. That's why he didn't get really that many snaps or get the ball that much because he was dealing with injuries and one of the most injury, injured guys, guys on the team right now. And his wife was like, that's bullshit. You guys are starting using the way that he should be used, blah, blah, blah. So we saw that Baker Mayfield in this game was hyper-focused on getting Chris Godwin the ball. And it just some, when it didn't work, he was just like throwing the ball in double coverage, uh, you know, throwing the ball behind receivers, like not leading them in the right place, just messing up on crucial downs. 
And it was just messed up for a while. We're just lucky that their quarterback was able to make bigger mistakes. Um, Our defense was able to make big plays in the moment and get us in position to score some touchdowns. Our kicker was amazing, uh, kicking, making field goals when we needed to. I think he made like a 56-yard field goal, which is pretty risky nowadays in the NFL. Um, And again, our defense was missing a bunch of players. No Vita Vea, no Devontae White, no uh, no Jamel Dean. Uh, Ryan Neal got hurt in this game, which is probably a good thing. But I just like how our backups are rallying. KJ Britt, um, Zaya McCullum. He was getting beat a lot last year, um, but it's his second year now, and he's getting a little, getting it together. He's already a speed guy, but you know maybe he can replace Jamel Dean because that's all we got him for. Because he's not good at all, bro. Him and Carlton Davis get whooped and burnt every game. Uh, Carlton Davis redeemed himself by getting a pick, almost got a pick six, but um, he got touched as he got the pick. Um, he read a play really well, some screen, and he picked off the screen. But other than that, he'd be getting burnt all the time. But <clears throat> it was good to see us get that win. Uh, we had something to play for because the Falcons were leading the division. If we beat the Falcons, we would start leading the division because we beat the Saints already. And we the Falcons beat us once, but we beat the we beat the Falcons. I think the Saints lost or Saints beat the Falcons. So due to all that and tiebreakers and stuff, we're in first place right now. But all the teams in the NFC South, oh well, three teams in the NFC South are tied at six and seven, technically tied for the same record at the end, top of the NFC. <sighs> but you know. Four games left and see who can uh, who can win their most games. If, you know, our de- destiny is right in front of us, but our destiny got the Eagles waiting for us at the end of the tunnel. Um, if they don't win their division and the, the Cowboys went, uh, don't win the division, um, and the Eagles do, we play the Cowboys first because they're going to be the highest-seeded wildcard team. And then if the Eagles don't win the division the Cowboys do, then we play the, the Eagles as the highest-seeded wild card team so either way we're gonna get smacked up but i feel like i'd rather play and have some pride about ourselves and make the playoffs again and win our division i think three years in a row maybe four years in a row rather than go outside go outside you know and just lose it with a bad record you know what i'm saying even though i do feel like todd Bowles needs to go uh i'll talk about this on a different podcast i need to get off on another tangent but uh we'll see what happens go bucks we won Bucks moving up to six and seven. Uh, Falcons moving down to six and seven. Um, Bengals and Colts. Colts uh, lost to the Bengals. Bengals winning twenty four to fourteen at home. Uh, Bengals moving up to four or seven and six with uh, Jake Browning, another Washington player. But you know, I got him this week in fantasy. I had to pick him up because of the loss of J- Justin Herbert. But uh, Bengals win twenty four to fourteen. Uh, Colts fall to seven and six, and the Bengals move up to seven and six themselves. The Jaguars are played the Browns. The Browns uh, won thirty one to twenty seven with Joe Flacco, uh, moving them up to eight and five. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags fall to eight and five themselves. Uh, the Lions lost to the Bears, which is crazy. Justin Fields and the Bears having this resurgence. Their defense is playing well. Um, they won twenty eight to thirteen. Bears move up to five and eight, and the Lions. Uh, fall to nine and four but the bears is in a really good position because they can win all the games they want because the panthers are so bad and they still get really good draft picks from the panthers as much as they lose so they can win and still get their pick and you know they can win and still get their pick and they'll get the uh and they get the panthers pick as well which is probably both gonna be in the top 10 which is kind of crazy for them so they can win a couple games if they want 
Uh, again, the Bears are five and eight. Lions are nine and four. Seahawks play the 49ers. 49ers beat them 28 to 16. Seahawks look like they're going to be able to hang in the beginning of the game, but the 49ers just proved to be the Super Bowl uh, hands on favorites right now. Uh, winning 28 to 16. Uh, 49ers 10 and three. Seahawks six and seven. Uh, Raiders and the Vikings, the most boring game of all time. Uh, Vikings won three to zero. First game where there's like no touchdowns scored in like. I don't think, I think it was like, I think it was something like that. First game, it was like 0-0 all the way almost to the end of the fourth quarter or something crazy like that. But both those teams are kind of trash, except for the Raiders are really good today. Um, but the Raiders fall to 5-8. and eight. Vikings move up to 6-7 and seven, or 7-6. Seven and six. Broncos play the Chargers. Again, this game is where uh, Justin Herbert got hurt and got out, uh, went out early. Uh, Chargers ended up losing 7-24. to 24. Broncos are pretty much on a winning streak right now, and they're in a good position after starting off so bad this season. Um, they're in position to make the playoffs, which is good to see. 24 to 7, Broncos win 7 to 6, Broncos 5 and 8, Chargers. Uh, Bills beat the Chiefs in a weird game. And surprisingly, I haven't been telling you any of these games that I've gotten right because all these games I've gotten wrong so far. So this is the only other game that I got right this week. Uh, Bills lose are beating the Chiefs uh, 20 to 17. I thought the Bills were going to win this week because they're on revenge. They lost to a bad team last week. Uh, or lost a close game last week. So um, I think they played the Eagles last week. It wasn't a bad team. I think it was just a really close game in overtime. Um, so the, I know they're going to be on a revenge tour right now to try to get another game because if they are if they lose, I think tech, they're kind of out of playoff contention or out of contention for winning the division. So, yeah, um, they won 20-17. to 17. You saw Patrick Holmes yelling at the refs because Kadarius Tony was offside on a play that could have won them the game on the trick play Kelsey to Kadarius Tony, but Kadarius Tony was lined up off sides. Didn't look at the referee to confirm that he was on sides, ended up being off sides and the play got called back. Patrick Holmes didn't like that. I'm trying to cuss out the referees and wasn't really cordial at the end with the handshake. It was kind of a bad look at Patrick Mahomes on Patrick Mahomes, um, but he was lined up off sides. It was his fault. And they kind of admitted that towards the end. Um, but I did pick that game for the Bills to win, but all these other games, nope. Eagles got their asses whooped by the Cowboys, thirty-three to thirteen. Uh, Cowboys ten and three. Eagles are now ten and three. I think Cowboys won like seven games in a row now. And that's not really talked about enough. Everybody talks shit about the Cowboys, but Dak Prescott's uh, Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy are, lo- are leading the MVP race. And I think Dak Prescott is kind of edging Purdy out a little bit. We'll see what happens. Even though Dak Prescott lost to Brock Purdy in them, but. We'll see. We'll see what happens. In my opinion, I think Dak is doing a little bit more, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, Packers won or Cowboys won, uh, putting them in the lead of their division right now. So, but I think the Eagles have an e- easier schedule down the down the pipe. I think they got a uh, pause. They got a uh, Giants, Cardinals, Giants, and Seattle Cowboys. I think have like uh, the Dolphins. Uh, Washington. Um, I think they play the Bills this week. So they have a tougher schedule than the Eagles, but again, whoever wins that division, whoever loses, they have ramifications of who plays the Buccaneers in the playoffs. So, <sighs> so yeah, Packers and the Giants. Uh, Giants beat the Packers. Um, five, uh, they're five and eight. Packers fell to six and seven. Um, I did not pick that game right. And the Dolphins lost to the, well, yeah, lost to the Titans, which was probably the upset of the week. Um, score was 27 to 28 Titans won that game in Miami, shocking the Dolphins. Uh, this was a game where Tyreek, uh, Tyreek Hill hurt his ankle. Um, and as he went out, shit went awry. 
Um, he came back, tried to be a decoy, actually tried to give his team a little something towards the end, but they weren't able to solidify the victory. And Titans beat him at home, which was crazy. Um, sorry about that, guys. This week, I promise you guys, I'll get you guys some better predictions. I'm going to start right now. Week 15 predictions. Let's get it. Hopefully, we get a graphic somewhere. Week 15 predictions up top. Can I get a sound? Let me see if I got something on the soundboard for y'all. My bad. Week 15 predictions. Yeah. How was that? How was that? Week 15 predictions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Let me turn that off. 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 I don't be using the board enough for y'all, man. I bought this freaking three hundred dollar board. Board for y'all. I should be using the effects and shit. But, anyways, I digress. Uh, but yeah, week fifteen. Let me get into this first game right now. Chargers and the Raiders. Um, I actually predicted the Chargers to win when I was typing up this document before the game started, but I did not know the Raiders. I mean, uh, the Raiders to win before the game started, uh, but I didn't know the Raiders were going to win like this. Um, when last time I checked the game, it was forty-two to zero at halftime. I couldn't imagine it got any better. Uh, you're already playing with the backup on uh on, <laughs> on the Raiders. It's like who's the backup to Aiden O'Connell? You know what I mean? I don't know. They're probably getting blitzed right now. So that prediction is not going to matter. But as we get to the, I think we have a Saturday games. We got a couple Saturday games, but I don't think I'll put it in order. So don't quote me here. I think this game is Saturday though. Vikings at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by three. I'm picking Cincinnati just clearly because I have Jake Browning and I'm going to be going for them. They're favored by only three at home. The Vikings defense is supposed to be a little bit better over the last couple of weeks, but the quarterback situation, they're starting Nick Mullins. I don't know how that's going to go for them, but I'm just, I'm just some guy, something in my gut says Cincinnati's going to keep rolling and win this game. I got Cincinnati at home. Pittsburgh is playing Indianapolis. Uh, Pittsburgh lost Kenny Pickett. Their offense is not the same. And their defensive defense is susceptible from being on the field a lot more. I got Indianapolis in this game. They're favored by only one and a half at home. So this game is going to be pretty close, but I still got Indianapolis. Uh, Broncos are playing Detroit at, at Detroit. Detroit's favored by four and a half. Uh, after losing to the Bears, I hope the Lions come out angry. I got the Lions in this one. Um, I'm not saying by four and a half, but I got the Lions in this one. Uh, Atlanta's playing Carolina at home. I'm picking Carolina to win. They're, Atlanta's favored by three and a half points. Um, but I'm hoping Carolina can just win this game because we need the Falcons to lose every game. I know this one can be a little bit iffy to you guys. Again, when it comes to these NFC South teams, don't listen to me because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want them to lose all the time unless it's the Buccaneers. And if they're playing each other, I'm just going to pick for the worst one with the worst record to beat the one with the best record. That's how it's going to go. So if you guys want to take advice on a different game, just block block me out when it comes to these, uh, <laughs> these NFC South teams. Um, but yeah, um, I got the Panthers over the Falcons um, at home. Uh, Bears are playing Cleveland. I got Cleveland and Joe Flacco to beat the Bears at home. They're favored by three. Um, I got Tampa and Green Bay to win. Uh, Green Bay's favored by three and a half. But I think if we win this game, we can see there's a lot to prove. People want to get paid on the team. Baker want to stay with the Bucks. You know, Todd Bowles want to save his job. Let's win some games. We can. This game is winnable. Uh, let's win this one. Uh, we're playing in Lambeau. I'm picking the Bucks all day. Uh, Jets are playing in Miami again. Miami's going to be playing angry from losing last week to the Titans. I got them. They're fair by eight and a half at home. Hopefully Tyreek plays because that's making a break in my fantasy playoffs. Uh, but yeah, I got Miami at home. Giants are playing New Orleans. New Orleans is at home, fair by six. But you already know who I'm picking. I'm picking the Giants. This is another one of those. I told y'all. 
Um, Houston at Tennessee. Tennessee's fair by three. I got Houston in this game. Hopefully, CJ Stroud's back from that concussion. So if he's not, I might have to think about that one. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at New England. The Chiefs are probably going to win. They're fair by seven and a half in New England. Um, playing against Pat Mahomes in uh, in the playoffs of fantasy against New England. So hopefully Bill Belichick can put up some defensive stunts against them so he don't be throwing too many touchdowns out there. But uh, I got the Chiefs to win that game. 49ers at Arizona. Uh, Arizona is favored. Well, no, they're not at all. I lied to y'all. San Francisco is favored by 12 and a half points. And I got uh, San Francisco to win in Arizona. Um, yes, they are fair by 12 and a half, and I'm rocking with the 49ers this week. Nobody's on a bye this week, so there's a lot of games. So Washington commander at the Rams. The Rams are going to win this one. I got them. Uh, but they're fair by six and a half points at home. But just seeing how they played against these other teams and how they've been playing the last couple of weeks and how uh, Matt Stafford seems to be back and throwing crazy Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, and Kyron Williams are shutting shit down. Higby's on his way back. I think I heard, actually. So, um, But, yeah, I got – yeah, and they, what, number 15, Robinson? Wherever that receiver is, he's been getting off to. But, yeah, I got the Rams in that game. Cowboys at Buffalo. Uh, Cowboys have been on the mission, seven-game winning streak. Um, so, I know the Cowboys are going to be favored. Actually, no, the Bills are favored in this game. Um, but everybody's going to be expecting Dallas to win because of the streak that they're on. Um, but I got I got, I got, got the Buffalo Bills for the upset. This is my upset. This is my upset. The only upset I got really in this week. Uh, except for those games in the NFC South. That's just how I got to go. Uh, but the Ravens are playing at Jacksonville. Uh, Ravens are fair by three in Jacksonville. I got the Ravens as well on that one. I think the Ravens, again, are on a mission. I think they, if the Miami Dolphins don't get it together and win the AFC, I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to do it this year. Then we have, finally, on Monday night, we got the Eagles versus Seattle in Seattle. Uh, Philadelphia is uh, fair by four. Um, against hopefully Geno's back and can uh, get the ball to DK Metcalf out there. Um, he's been doing great when he don't be trying to punch people in the face and beat people up on the field. But um, yeah, the Eagles are coming off of a game against, you know, coming up off against a tough stretch against the 49ers and the Cowboys. So um, this game should be an easier test for them offensively anyways. Um, defensively, they got some receivers to have to hold up against. Um, we'll see if they can do that. Um, but yeah, I still got the Eagles. So to recap, everybody, I got the Raiders winning against the Chargers. I, well, they already played in pretty much already won. But I got Cincinnati at home against the Vikings. I got Indianapolis against the Steelers at home. I got Detroit against Broncos. I got them winning at home against the Broncos. Uh, I got the Carolina Panthers winning at home against the Falcons. I have Cleveland Browns winning at home against the Bears. I got Tampa winning in Lambeau. I got... The Miami Dolphins winning at home against the Jets. I got the Giants winning at New Orleans. I got Houston winning at Tennessee. Kansas City winning at New, uh, New England. San Francisco winning in Arizona. I got the Rams winning at home against the Washington Commanders. I got the Buffalo Bills winning at home against the Cowboys because they do a die game. That's why I think it's going to be an upset. Baltimore Ravens against the Jaguars in uh Jacksonville. And then I have the Philadelphia Eagles winning uh, against the Seattle Seahawks at home. So those are my picks. That's the NFL for the week. Hope you guys bet responsibly. Take prop picks. If you guys are betting on prize picks, do your thing. If you guys are betting any parlays and stuff, whatever site, whatever site wants to sponsor me, I'll mention your name a lot more because I'll be on it. But I'm going to stop mentioning y'all if y'all ain't trying to sponsor your boy, giving y'all free play. But yeah, um, do it responsibly. Use that advice as you will. Again, I'm not trying to give you guys strictly betting advice. I'm not trying to give you guys advice to go out there and win your money because it's not 100%. It's just my advice on what I feel like I would do. And again, those NFC NFC South teams, 
those are all bias related. All the other ones I can feel strongly about, but NFC South teams are really bias related because the Falcons and the Chiefs are the Saints have really good or really easy ending schedules. And I'm gonna want them to lose every game, but realistically they probably won't won't. So it's on the Buccaneers to beat Packers. We got Jacksonville, then we got the Saints and the Panthers. So two hard games, and then you gotta see what happens. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough trip. It's gonna be a tough a tough little trip trip. But moving into the NBA in season tournament, Lakers win. Uh, I'm not gonna be too long in the season tournament because then the Nuggets weren't in it, and I don't really care too much about it. But actually, the league does. And actually, think it was actually a, a big success for the NBA. Um, it got people interested in the NBA early in the season um, when it's usually just time for football and everybody's interested in fantasy and football. In the beginning of the NFC, NBA season, is not really talked about as much except for the super, super diehards. Like, yeah, boy, I'll be watching from game one, but let me get some water real quick. But I feel like this tournament actually helped people get into it that were casuals, um, got people that were just kind of not really paying attention a little more interested. They see the floors that were crazy. People got interested, knew it was a tournament game. P- players played harder. Bad, not bad teams, but teams that aren't usually really in the spotlight really got to be in the spotlight from being in the tournament and performing well on big stages against big names on both sides. On the West teams in the semifinals, you had uh, the Suns versus the Lakers. You had the Pelicans versus the Kings, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. And on the East side, you had the Bucks versus the Pacers. And then you had the Knicks versus – who did the Knicks play? But anyways, in the final, it was the Pacers versus the Lakers, which ended up being not really that good of a game. Um, the Lakers end up winning it kind of easily. Um, they got the first ever uh trophy. Uh, AD dropped 41 and 20 or some crazy shit like that, like four blocks. LeBron won a tournament MVP. Um, they're dropping a banner for it. I don't know, it's kind of controversial from everybody else in the league. Christian Woods calling himself an NBA champion for winning the in season tournament. Uh, that's kind of iffy, and of course. I'm a Nuggets fan. You ain't going to hear me come up here and slander the Lakers. Congratulations for y'all winning that in-season tournament. Hopefully that was motivation for the Lakers to get their team together and um, just strive towards something greater um, and just kind of get it together and just give you guys a little, you know, a taste of what it could be. I know LeBron is one, AD is one, but to some of the younger guys, a taste of what could be if y'all get it together in the playoffs and continue to be the team that they were in the in-season tournament in the regular playoffs and the rest of the season. You know what I mean? So I think it was a success. I think the tournament will get picked up by like a big company, Netflix, Max, or something like that. Cause the games were, I think we're already on Max. So where they, weren't they on TNT and Max, but um, I think it's gonna be big money involved. I think there's gonna be more stuff like that. They already got the play in tournament, which is also something like that. So very innovative by Adam Silver. And I think, yeah, as the years progress and as more stuff starts to happen over the years, I think we'll see more um integrative stuff and a whole bunch of new stuff that Adam Silver and the future GM or the what are they called? The commissioners will implement to make the league just keep trying to take steps and steps closer to being as marketable. I mean, it's it is, it's kind of just as marketable as the NFL, but people watch the NFL religiously. And the NBA has always been trying to compete for viewership against them. And, you know, some of the changes that they're making actually makes the playing field gets a little bit closer. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't really do much like that for football. Football, you added a game. <laughs> but that's, about, that's like to the, the length you can actually do. I mean, you can't really do much more than that. 
they got some games on Christmas and shit. But yeah, but uh, it's interesting. Um, but they did win it. Congratulations to them. Um, but more so, what's going on in the NBA right now? Draymond Green situation. Draymond Green was suspended indefinitely for this uh, last incident he had against the Phoenix Suns and uh, Yusuf Nurkic. He uh, turned around and open hand slapped him in the face. Some crazy shit. Um, it's just Draymond, man. He just can't. He doesn't learn his lesson. Um, sometimes you give him the benefit of the doubt, but as you can see online right now, there's viral clips going around of like highlight reels of stuff that Draymond Green has done um that's that's not basketball related and that's after a while gonna get penalized man it's just you can't just like keep yelling and get away with it um shit's going down over and over uh and it doesn't look good on tv um people see it there's cameras all around if there's like a clean clothes game like a rec game that nobody sees and he was doing this stuff and it was all hearsay that would be one thing but all this stuff's on camera, and it's just getting more and more egregious. Um, Warriors fans want to downplay it. It's like just Draymond being Draymond. But as we keep on seeing it, and as it keeps on affecting the team in a negative way, because they need Draymond out there for defense, as 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 fire for the team, just to keep going and just be motivated to win games. Uh, just stuff like that. It just they can't keep losing Draymond and expect to win games. At first, it's like okay, the fire. We need the fire. The fire is okay. But now it's like, especially when the team is like 10 and 12 and need to get these wins to actually even participate in the play-in tournament, sitting at 13th, 12th place, it's just not cool. Now Adam Silver is going to make him complete a whole bunch of like classes and like all kind of stuff to help him temper his anger, just kind of feel like he learned his lesson is not going to go out there and try to, the Rudy Gobert incident was nothing but like two, three weeks ago. So for him to go out there and just punch over open hand, slap Nurkic in the face is just proof that he's not learning his lesson it's just and already we're dealing with bad nba refing right now so it's just it just makes it worse it just makes it worse makes it going to be like tighter refing is going to be called we have the scott fosters of the world we have the tony brothers of the world we have the whoever that referee that was that kicked Jokic out the other night for calling him a motherfucker for not calling excuse my language for not calling a foul and he kicked him out of the game after one tech instead of two it's like we have to fix something and we're not gonna get any closer to fixing that if we got Draymond beating people up on the court, warranting calls to get people ejected. And we saw all this week, a whole bunch of NBA players getting ejected just for little things that they weren't really doing that were minorly aggressive. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just causing a ruckus, man. I don't know what we're going to do. Do we have to get AI computer robot referees that don't have emotions that can't just make the game about themselves, can't control the game. Because if, you, if you're doing stuff like kicking Jokic out in the second quarter, you know you, you're you ultimately controlling the outcome of that game. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, we won the game the other night. But who's to say, yeah, who's to say we would go out there and win, you know, without Jokic in the second quarter? We already had Jamal out, KCP out. You know what I mean? So it, it's just weird. And not to go too far off the Draymond thing, it's just for him to be suspended indefinitely, I think, again, it's 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 sad for the Warriors. It's sad for him himself because I I really do feel like he himself, uh, he he's a good dude. I feel like he gets a bad rap. I don't know what influences him to do that kind of stuff that he does off the court, though. That's what bewilders me. It's like, what does he feel like he's doing? Does he feel like people are not going to be able to see what's going on? Does he feel like 
uh, people would always are always going to see it his way, or do you think that people are not going to do it? The refs aren't going to do anything. See, maybe that's the problem itself. The referees this long have been letting him get away with a whole bunch of stuff and letting it get to this point to where we have to make these decisions now, which aren't really they're effect, affecting the league league wide when it this one player has to be refed a certain way that he has been being refed when you're taking his actions and applying it to the whole league. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of weird. It's, it's just kind of weird. Uh, refs probably more so need to be vetted now. Um, I don't know. It's kind of tough because you don't want a whole bunch of newbie refs out there kind of running the game. And then at the same time, you do need refs out there, veterans, to show the ropes to the younger people. But these older older vets, that the more they have a reputation, the more that they feel like they shouldn't be... Nobody should be disrespected, but their feelings are going to be a lot more sensitive because they have a reputation to keep. People can hear what you're saying to the ref on the court that's in court side. So you out here embarrassing a ref, they're going to have a... They're going to, have, they're going to feel some type of way about it. So me and the homies have really deep uh, conversations on what should be text and what shouldn't be text what should be ejectable what shouldn't be ejectable like i don't know it just gets really convoluted because at the same time you shouldn't be able to call a ref a motherfucker but at the same time you shouldn't be getting kicked out of the game for calling a ref a motherfucker i i feel like you should be able to get a technical one technical is like okay the other team gets a free throw right and then at the after that it's like okay coach go ahead and get your get your player in line or something kick him out of the game like i'm trying to i'm trying to let you know right now if it keeps going too far and then just like, I don't know. I don't know. Because then people giving, you know, because then maybe if they do it like that, it'll end up getting back to the Draymond situation. But it's like you give a mouse a cookie type of thing. It's just going to keep getting worse and worse. But I don't know. These referees I feel like there should be, I don't know, I made, start finding the referees, have a strike system. If the shit is like you're doing is egregious, like you only get to have one ejection a month, like do something like that because these guys are ruining shit, man ruining stuff because like how do they know how do they know these teams are going to be triumphant at the end you're kicking Giannis out of the game you're kicking you're kicking Jokic out of the game Draymond may be a different story because Steph and Clay and them can maybe hold their water but when you're kicking superstars of the game Jokic has been kicked out of the game twice this year he's two-time MVP MVP last year's NBA MVP uh NBA championship MVP so it's like you're not even giving him the grace of a Draymond Green. Draymond Green's a four-time champion. Don't get me wrong, but he hasn't won MVP. He didn't win, uh, you know, Finals MVP. I feel like those people should be held to a higher regard and shouldn't get kicked out of the game off a of one technical motherfucker call. It's crazy to me, really crazy. And speaking of suspensions, I think John Moran has three more games at this point, maybe two more games after tonight. So John's gonna be coming back. It's gonna be exciting to see. And I, I haven't realized how how boring. It, I wouldn't say boring, but you know, there's way more highlights and more electricity uh, when John's back playing and dunking on people. So I'm actually excited to see him coming back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, what else we got? Draymond suspended refing. Oh yeah, and lastly but not least in basketball, Bronny. Uh, I want to shout out Bronny making his uh, trip back to the court. Even though he plays for USC, should be playing for Oregon. You know what I'm saying? Um, still, it's a, it's hell of an accomplishment to make it back to the court after what he went through, going into cardiac arrest, having that heart issue. And for him being strong enough and getting his health back uh, up and up and him having the resilience and the perseverance to get back to where he needed to be to get back on the court, I commend him for that. And um, I really, I'm really excited to see his journey. Um, in his first game, he only had four points, but um, he had four points, three rebounds, and two assists. 
one three-pointer, one uh, free throw, had a block, really reminiscent, reminiscent of his dad's block against Iguodala and the Warriors. <clears throat> um, but he also had two steals. So we already getting a glimpse of his game. He's a passer, um, a defensive player like his dad, you know, was early in his career. Um, he'll develop those uh, scoring attributes, um, but I don't think he's going to be a one-and-done in college, personally. Um, I don't think he's going to get that many minutes this year. Um, I don't know how high of a recruit he was going to be once he did get recruited and played much this year, uh, This year, even if he was fully healthy. But we'll see. Um, I think he personally should do two years. I don't know if that fits with LeBron James's plans as far as playing with his son in the NBA, but um, I think he does need this year of experience just to get his feet wet, the, feet wet at the college levels. Um, in the Big Ten, because we are moving to the Big Ten. Um, I say we, as in like Oregon, USC, Oregon, uh, UCLA, and Washington. Don't get don't don't get me twisted. I ain't no USC guy, but um, <clears throat> so we'll see if he stays another year after this year, after this last year in the Pac-12, so he can refine his game and actually be up there and be able to get drafted um, to the Lakers if need be, or maybe he wants to just come out after this year and just you know Lakers trust that his skills would get good enough for him to play. But I don't know. But I just want to shout out him um, and for the fact that he got on the court. It was all over TV, all over the uh, the media. So you probably knew already. But I just want to shout out him because as a person who also recently went through some health issues, um, sometimes you can lose that fire. You can lose that, uh, excuse me, motivation to, uh, you know, do what you were doing before, even have the strength to even get better than you were before just because you felt like, you know, everything's against you right now. Um it's not in uh, nature's course, you know, you can lose hope. You can think uh, it's, everything happens for a reason and maybe you're not meant to do this, you're not meant to do that, but no, nah, no. Nah. Fight, always be a fighter, never give up, believe in your dream. Um, and yeah, just keep fighting, man. And I'm happy to see him, no matter how you feel about LeBron James, um, you know, it, it's great to see a young man, you know, overcome something so tragic and so scary and so... That that puts so many people down, you know, not as far as like dying, but I'm saying as far as like, you know, it takes people out. Their motivation, their will just can be diminished so easily in situations like that. But for him to not only because he's already trying to live up, not him personally, but, you know, people, I think he's trying to live up to his dad's name. So having that pressure, having this stuff happen to him and then as well as him trying to, um, you know, go out there and just be him and find a spot on a team that's already stacked in USC, already being a great team already in high regard. So it's a lot on the young man. So for him to get back and um, hopefully him get back to even 75% of what he was right now, um, yeah, alone a hundred is just great to see. So shout out him, shout out to the Brown family or the James family and um, shout out to him for the rest of the season. Good luck. Um, we got to talk about this Otani contract before we get out of sports. Um, did I skip fantasy? I did skip fantasy. But I'm going to talk about Otani real quick, and then I'll get back into the fantasy because I've got to talk about the playoffs. Otani and the cheating-ass Dodgers, I'm just playing. But, yeah, the Dodgers signed Shohei Otani to a, what was it, a $700 million contract. Uh, but I know you guys heard about the contract and how it was deferred for the, the, the Dodgers to keep signing players. They did sign Glass now. Uh, I think his name is Tyler, last name Glass now, um, pitcher. Uh, from they traded for him from the Tampa Bay Rays, um, but back back to the tiny thing. Uh, so the contract was seven hundred million dollars over ten years. Everybody's like, "Damn, that's hella money." Nobody really expected it to be that much money. And then maybe two days later, maybe even the next day, it's like, "Oh, Tiny's only gonna get paid two million dollars a year for the first ten years. After that, starting in 
2034 to start getting paid out the rest of that 680 million dollars i'm like huh he's like yes this deal was um actually um offered up by otani to help the dodgers be able to sign more people and to possibly win another world series i'm like hold up Hold up! Why would somebody do that? The 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 Dodgers are cheating. Like, why can why can't everybody else do that? Um, I don't know. It just seems like it's 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 a it's a ploy for them to push money aside and for them to get more players and just have a tiny plus build a roster that can just win and beat everybody. But I guess when people look deeper into the contract, it was not only smart by the Dodgers to do, but it was smart by Otani as well. Um, so some details that I got from it, I don't really have it all. I'm not really like an accountant, don't have all the super details, but I have kind of the main point. So for him deferring that money till 2034, he'll get two million dollars. People say, Well, that's not nothing compared to the 70 million that he would have been getting per year, blah blah blah. But supposedly Otani's already making 50 to 60 million dollars in endorsements off the field. So that two million just adds to that. The Dodgers can sign as many people as as he, as he wants. His six hundred eighty million dollars doesn't get taxed by California, which would put him. They said that from that seventy million dollars that he would have gotten a year, he would only really see thirty four million dollars of it, which is nuts. Um, so for him holding off and waiting till he's not playing, he could be living in California while he's playing, and then move to a a state where the state income tax tax is different. And he can just enjoy that, you know, tax-free money for that uh, that whole 10 years, 2034 to 2044, uh, potentially tax-free. Uh, it's crazy. While he's still making $52 million a year. And then not only is that good for him, <laughs> the Dodgers actually get to make money off of his likeness just because he has that whole Asian-Japanese contingent that's going to follow him and pay to see him and all the companies that are going to be wanting to sponsor uh, the Dodgers due to his involvement. Then you have just the fans alone. Um, I think their team worth is going to go up like 200% just for Otani going over there. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it gets crazy. It's crazy because not only is Otani getting hella money, Later in his life, probably after he retires, just to sit at home and he's going to collect like $70 million a year. Dodgers get to sign players in the meantime and win World Series in that, and possibly in that first 10 years. And then they're going to make so much money in the meantime that by the time that they give Otani the $680 million, they have made that back twice, three times, four times, maybe even 13 times over. So it's a win-win for both sides. Now they're going to stack up and get a whole bunch of players in the next couple of months because they have the extra money for only signing Otani for uh, a little bit per year. And they're going to get all the influx of money to be able to do this from distant being signed, period. And the jersey sales are already number one. It's nuts. It's nuts. The Dodgers, the rich, the rich get richer, L.A. Um, yeah. LA is just a place to be, I guess, for all these athletes. They don't really want to mess with these other markets, even though they give they probably give you a similar deal and don't have any taxes. I guess California is where he wanted to be. He was already in Anaheim, so he felt like moving down the street in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Who knows? He could probably stay in Japan during the off season and just be in LA during the baseball season. 
Uh, he got it made, and he's not even going to be pitching. He's going to be DHing. So it's just a wild ass proposition. Wild ass proposition. Dodgers out here just stacking up so they can beat the Braves, bro. Doing whatever you can to beat the Braves. Sorry, I had to get some water. Mouth was getting woo parched. You know what I'm saying? But back to this fantasy, man. I can't believe I missed fantasy football. Fantasy football. Fantasy football, man. Fantasy playoffs are in full swing for the best of bias fantasy league. You already know what's going on. Your boy, first place in the league, into the regular season in, at 10 and 3. You know, holding it down at one uh, first place. Um, for the quarterfinal, we had Cam's catering, playing shenanigans, armpit playing case whack to determine who played me and Hot Boys, me and Johnny Max 650 to see, because I was first seed, he was second seed, we both had buys. So whoever win and was the low, who won and it was the lowest seed I played, whoever was the highest seed played John the two seed. So Cam's catering beat shenanigans 110 to 109 in one of the closest games of the week. And it came down to the Monday night football game and a touchdown by, I think, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, to uh, overtake shenanigans 110 to uh, 109. Aaron Pitt lost a really close, not really close, but like he was all season was up and down. Played a great game this season, but lost to K Swag 27, 125 to 107. Uh, meaning that K Swag and Cam's catering moved on to play me and uh, Johnny Mac uh, and Hot Boys. So, the final semifinals we have me versus Cam's catering for the third time. This is my third time playing Cam's catering, so I guess we're gonna know each other pretty well. Then we have Hot Boys versus K Swag 27. Whoever wins this week's matchup goes to the final to potentially win $900. So it's real, it's getting real, real this weekend. Um, oh man, I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. Justin Herbert getting injured, me having to pick up Jake Browning to replace him. Uh, Keenan Allen getting injured, uh, me having to put in Javante Williams to replace him. Tyreek Hill having a hurt heel. Oh man, there's a lot of injuries that are coming down the pike. I already lost Jonathan Taylor. Um, I'm just trying to just trying to survive, man. Just trying to get my name on that belt etched in stone. Trying to get that money. Trying to prove that, man, I'm really do this, bro. I I really try. I try to make the playoffs every year. I mean, everybody does, but I seem to make it. I don't know. I don't know what they call it. I don't even know my name no more. They calling me handsome. You know what I mean? I don't even know. Um, but yeah, it, it's looking kind of wild out there. Uh. He doesn't have many injuries on his side. He has Patrick Mahomes. I know he has some hitters. He has Mike Evans, which I'm going to have to hope he doesn't do great, but I have him on another one of my fantasy teams that I'm trying to win. Um, he has Devontae, or no, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre, or well, I keep saying DeAndre. Uh, oh, DeAndre Hopkins. And then they have Derrick Henry. So it's going to be a tough battle. I'm hoping that their matchups can keep them honest and just keep their points slow. And then my team has some good matchups. I got A.J. Brown. I got um, Laporta, Jameer Gibbs. I got Rashad White. You know what I'm saying? I got some I got some hitters. Hopefully I can make it to the finals, God willing. Come on, let's make it to this finals. Let's win this game. Give me a little Cabo money. You feel me? I need it. I need it. I need it. Um, But, yeah. So next week, I'm going to be coming at y'all. I'm going to be a really happy man or a really sad man. Again, I'm not really talking about the consolation side, but I really want everybody to focus up. Last couple of weeks, last four teams in it. Um, 
whew, again, it's going to get real. Again, I want to thank everybody for being involved this year. I know a lot of you guys tuned out that are not in the in the runnings for the championship because I know you're not winning a, you're, the $900. You're not getting your $100 back, so y'all don't give a fuck. But, hey, root for your boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm one of my diamond now in the Yahoo standings, man. I'll be taking these championships home, man. I'm trying to take another one home. I deserve it this year, man. I deserve it. A long, stressful year for me. I need it. You know what I'm saying? It's just this to end this year well and uh, swell. But, yeah, um, again, that's it for fantasy football. You know, I just had to talk about it. I had to talk my shit. Let's see who wins. May the best man win. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Next week we'll be a little bit more hyped about it. But that's it for sports this week. Um, let's move into pop culture, man. Happy holidays. I just want to say that to everybody. Um, hopefully everybody has someone to spend their holidays with, whether it's family, a loved one, uh, a relationship, a significant other, a pet. You know what I'm saying? No, but I hope nobody spends the holidays alone. Um, hope everybody isn't stressing out, you know, trying to find gifts for everybody. Um, I hope everybody just realizes that time together, especially uh, we all made it out of COVID, um, God willing. So, you know, just cherish the time you have with your families. Everybody didn't have that. Um, excuse me, same grace. So, you know, this year could be hard for a lot of people. Reach out to your friends. Just wish them a happy holidays as well. So I want to extend my happy holidays to y'all as well. Um, you know, if I'm going to try to still get a pod out that week, I know. Yeah, because Christmas is on Monday. So I'll clearly have a podcast next week. I think it's 15th. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a Christmas episode next week. Try to have some guests on. Kind of just talk, try to talk about Christmas and how they're spending Christmas and just some guests just uh kind of close out the year i want to have like a kind of have like a pre-new year kind of like a new year's christmas episode just to kind of like thank everybody kind of let everybody know what's coming up for next year um just just give you guys some a little gift you know what i'm saying a gift from me to you thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast you know what i'm saying get you guys some best of bias merch um to give to somebody got a sale going on right now everything twenty dollars um hats i got bucket hats uh i'll tell you guys again at the end of the episode but that bucket hat dad hats beanie still left um trucker hats of course still left couple t-shirts still left get your uh family loved one a gift twenty dollars um, if you're a family member of mine or somebody of mine that I'm getting a gift for, you're probably going to get something from Best of Buy, some of this gear already. But, um, but yeah, those reverse Grinches, though, those are coming out tomorrow. Good luck, everybody. Um, whew, all these Kobe's have been super exclusive lately. I don't really talk too much fashion or uh, footwear, shoes around you guys that much, to you guys that much. But me and Damo have been trying to get a segment on here to talk shoes and shit collectibles and shit as well to get those segments kind of diversify our content but you see with the shit i got the sabrina's back there i got the uh inosuke crocs i got some yeezys over there i do a little something in the shoe game but um, i'm trying tomorrow for the reverse grinches again good luck everybody i know these shoes are really exclusive really elusive uh sneaker app don't want to give it to nobody these stores don't want to you know accept raffles from anybody let everybody in they should make enough pairs for everybody because i mean more pairs means more money for the company which makes more sense but i feel like they're just kind of feeding into the real retailer market by by putting out less shoes and making them more exclusive so they can just hold on to them, sell them for more prices. And for people on the streets to get them, they have to pay double the price. 
Um, and and retail is already 190. You feel me? Uh, make our Christmas great. You know what I'm saying? Nike sneakers app. Let everybody win. Let me win tomorrow. We already giving you 190. I know Kobe's didn't used to be 190. I'll tell you that right now. So for the fact that we want to pay that 190, are still willing to pay uh 190 for for a shoe. Um, rest in peace, Kobe. Um, because me personally, have I owned any Kobe's? Oh, I don't believe so. I feel like I have, but I don't. I don't think I have. Um, the Sabrinas are really close to Kobe's, and he is. A, she was a Kobe protege, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I'm really excited to try to get those. Hopefully, whoever is out there trying to get them, I hope you get them as well. Um, what what else we got? What else we got? Let's move on to some of this pop culture though, so we can get y'all up out of here on this Friday night. I got a couple of things. Again, this is gonna be rapid fire because I don't know if you guys care that much about it, but. Kanye West listened to Party in Miami. Um, man, it was lit. It was lit. It has a bunch of stars. You know how he did for Donda. He did that shit at Atlanta. Um, the football stadium was walking around the shits. Hold on. Actually, I should do do a camera for this because if I don't, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. I should do do cameras. So let's talk about it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Kanye West album. I don't know what the album is called. Is it called like YSL or something like that? Or because it's a tight out sign and Kanye West uh, joint album coming out tomorrow or today. Whenever you listen to the podcast, check it out. Um, the listening party or the little track listening. It was crazy uh, when they throw up the tracks and it was up on stage. You had Northwest up there, Lil Dirk up there. Who else was up there? Uh, Offset. You had... Um, throw some more names at me. You know who was up there. Of course, tight out sign, Kanye, uh, Freddie Gibbs. Um, there's a bunch of people. Chris Brown. I can't I can't forget the names. I'll probably throw them up on a video here for you. But it's going to be an interesting album, man. Produ production wise, you know, it's going to be great. Um, you know, Kanye always comes through with the production. The artist wise, um, hopefully this album has some cussing on it. It's not going to be the Donda album where there's no bad words. So this might be a little different for me. Um, you know, it's going to be produced great. Um, you know, the features and you saw the people that are going to be on the album. Uh, me personally, Kanye West has always been a little controversial. He is saying the shit about the people. Um, you know what I'm saying? He's the, the people. I don't know why I said the people, but, you know, he is out there causing and, and starting a little trouble out there in the media, um, talking about Jewish people in negative ways, saying this and the saying, stands, saying stuff like that, um, kind of promoting uh, anti-Semitism um, out there and kind of standing on it, not really kind of backing down from it. And yes, yes, I do agree that is very troublesome. Very, very troublesome. Um, again, this is one of those instances where I'm trying to separate artists from music, artists from music. Um, Kanye always puts out great albums, though his antics may be over the top and, and too much. I just feel like an album of this caliber with tight dollar signs, with Freddie Gibbs, Offset, Lil Durk, Chris Brown, who knows, so many others, that Backstreet Boys sample. It, it just sounded crazy. It sounded crazy. The Vulture song that we already got um, early that got taken down due to, um, yeah, some of the off, off the, I'll say off the field antics, off the, you know, out of the music antics that he is going through and doing. Um, we saw Northwest up there. That's my bestie. Call me Mr. West or Mrs. Westie. Yeah, you know, Adonis got 24 hours to respond, she said. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. It's gonna be the album of the uh, album of the weekend, um, for sure. Because I haven't heard of nothing else dropping. But when that comes out, I'm excited to see how the effect has on the community. We've been looking for some good music. A lot of albums came out this year, but haven't really stuck. 
Um, we got Donda last year, I believe, maybe two years ago. Um, so and that kind of hit hit or miss. He put out a deluxe as well. There was no curse words, like I said. So it was kind of a little a little interesting to me because you had rappers going up there trying to go their hardest without saying curse words, which is probably a little harder for a lot of these rappers, but um, this is gonna be different. It's gonna be different. We haven't heard from Ty Dolla Signs. We haven't heard from Kanye in a while. They we saw videos of them in the lab coming up with stuff. We saw him getting his toes done and getting mad at the lady for doing his toes too hard while they were sampling tracks and stuff like that. So let's see what this album has. Let's see what the product of toe clippings and the cancellation of toe clippings is. You know what I'm saying? That boy got musical toe clippings. <laughs> but I'm excited to see it. You already know how I feel about Ty Dolla Signs, one of my favorite artists. So I hope it's one of the greatest albums out this year. You know what I'm saying? We already, me personally, I, I, mine is the Gunna album um, right now, but this could be, it could be changed. It could be changed really easy. It could be changed really easy. We're going to see. We're going to see how it comes out. But this Friday, got that Kanye West album. Sorry about the dual cameras. I, I was doing it. You know how it goes, bro. You know how it goes. But I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. I, I, his marketing is always the best for the album. Again, though, I don't agree with any of those antics that he's been going through recently off the off, off the music tip. But production-wise, I don't think you get anything like it, man. The sound, the instrumentation, you throw tight all signs on there for the vocals and the musicality of it, too, and a full joint album with those two. I think you're in for something special. And we think we're in for something special. And I know the future is going to be crazy. I know the future is going to be crazy. And I know he ain't going to let nobody come in the studio and do no whack shit for his album. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Also, since we're on the album tip, Pink Friday 2 drop, the highly anticipated Nicki Minaj album just dropped as well. 22 songs. Yeah, she's killing it as well. She is killing it as well. Whole bunch of features. Future, Lil Wayne, Drake. Uh yeah, got some slappers on there. A whole bunch of stuff hitting the sound waves right now. You saw her uh her little um segment with Kai Sinat out there getting it. Nicki Minaj out there. I really like it. I like her touching, touching down and actually touching the people. Cause for the longest, we always thought Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj was this diva kind of up there, untouchable, kind of you know sitting above everybody and didn't really get down here and uh, uh you know mingle amongst the people, amongst the streamers, amongst the podcasters, amongst the you know the regular folks. But seeing her out here now, seeing her doing her thing and actually knowing that this marketing and the streamers out here are actually the people that. Um, that are, uh, you know, popping and that could give them the most exposure and bring the most attention to what they're doing right now. She already has her fans, but mix that with the streamers' fans. Yeah, yeah, check that out. So go check out her albums out right now, Pink Friday 2. Um, what else I got? I got, let me see, I think I dropped drop a paper. One, two, no, I got a couple more topics here. What I got, what I got, what I got. Um... Offset and Cardi B. I don't really want to talk about this. Like I, I said, I didn't personally want to talk about this because it was, it was, it was kind of messier than the stuff that I like to talk about. Especially, well, Offset was uh, supposedly, he's cheated before um, and has done some stuff in the past. So, so I guess I, I guess Cardi B deserves to have the news on her in a positive light in that aspect. She says she's single. She got on uh, Instagram or whatever social media was to say that she's been single for a while. She didn't really know how to tell the public. Her and Offset have been broken up. Um, but they're just keeping uh, public perception up. And I mean, I don't really even know. So some of these videos that be coming out online, you don't know how old they are as far as like seeing them together in clubs and shit like that, having a good time. Maybe they're just putting on acting just for like for 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 the public. So nobody actually speculated anything, keep their money going. Who knows? Any e Either way, it's not really our business anyways, but 
maybe she got to a point to where it's like, okay, the speculation and stuff that people are saying is too much. Let me just get out here and get ahead of it. Um, instead of people thinking that he cheated on me once again, we're actually broken up. You know what I'm saying? People are saying that he slept with a uh, Krishan rock. You saw a blue, a blue face putting a whole bunch of stuff on social media, trying to get here, get her to admit that she slept with a uh, offset saying that uh, they're at the same party and she didn't try to. Yeah, it was, it was a lot going on, but me personally, I thought they're a good couple. Um, he did do some dirt, not some dirt. He did do a lot of dirt, and uh, for her to stick with him this long, and uh, people are saying that she did do some dirt too. Um, me personally, if they didn't want to be together, um, they just want to break up. That's their business. Um, especially when now, whenever they make a move and they're actually single and they make moves in the streets, it can't be done in silence because everybody thinks they're gonna be somebody gonna be cheating on somebody. Yeah, maybe the announcement did get need to get made. Um. Yeah, again, it's sad to see, but man, sometimes, you know, the industry could be too much for a couple. Um, yeah, but I'm just glad that they're able to, um, well, we don't know yet, but hopefully it'll still be, be able to be cordial for the kids. I know they all, they both have kids together, a couple of kids. I know Offset has a bunch of kids too, so hopefully it can still be good for the family. They can still be a family and Stuff can still go down. We don't see a whole bunch of like uh, spicy shit start coming into the media after the breakup. Hopefully everything's all good because, yeah, I feel like they've been going through a lot as far as their relationship being in the media and shit. So, yeah, maybe a split is what's needed for her and for him. Maybe him cheating was something, I don't know, for him feeling like marriage wasn't for him. Uh, maybe, you know, now she's able to do her thing. Maybe she was boxed in so long from holding the facade of them being married and him doing his thing and her not being able to her doing her thing just because of the stigma that women get for cheating over the stigma men get for cheating is, you know, it's deep, it's deep. That's why I didn't really want to talk about it because I didn't want to be out there like, ha-ha, they broke up, ha-ha, their relationship didn't, ha-ha, Offset cheated on you, ha-ha, you don't have Cardi no more because that's not the vibe I was kind of fucking with. But as more details come out and as the separation becomes more clear, maybe I'll dive a little bit more into it. But I didn't want to be messy personally, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I talked about Lori Harvey and uh, Dams and Idris, but, you know, it's a little different, man. It's a little deeper. People be trying to comfort him all the time, you know. And now that it's now over, potentially, I don't want to be the person that kind of, like, dig the knife, you feel me? I'll let that I'll let that breathe a little bit. Um, Cinema Corner, um, not really much. Uh, Mandalorian, we heard that Mandalorian might be getting canceled due to um, Pedro Pascal not being involved as much as Mando and him just kind of like maybe being too busy to actually be Mando anymore. Although he had the helmet on all the time anyways, it's probably just his voice and stuff. Um, we saw that Bo-Katan uh, more so took a lead in the third season. We didn't really see much of Grogu or Mando really doing much. It was just kind of like Bo-Katan and dude side quests and Bo-Katan this. And then they kind of got to stuff to move the story along, but it was only like a couple episodes worth of that stuff. So we all heard speculation. We know that Pedro Pascal is playing, uh, um, uh, Reed Richards, uh, in fantastic four. So it's going to take a little time to, to, uh, to film. And he's also playing Joel and last of us. And that season two is going to come out as well. And I'm sure he's playing a whole bunch of other roles. So, um, there's speculate speculation that he wouldn't have time to actually do the next season of Mandalorian. So it was kind of being passed over to Bo-Katan, but supposedly it's a rumor that they're doing a movie. Now it's going to be a movie, um, the next Mandalorian kind of focusing on the stuff that's happening after Bo-Katan got the dark saber and just became the leader 
of the Mandalorians, um, and they're not going to cut out the cut out uh, Dan Jaren. They're going to keep Grogu and just kind of move that story along because I think they really do need it for Ahsoka and where Ahsoka is now. We need these paths to merge just so that they can meet up and just be badass. We need Grogu to grow up and actually do something, bro. You know, we need him to be the level of Yoda at some point. We can't keep him a baby forever. I know he's cute and all, but shit, we need him to grow up. Um, and also, man, this is like one of the more popular things that Star Wars has. I know Andor is pretty good. But other than that, there's not really much. I mean, Ahsoka has some legs. I really like Ahsoka, but I don't know if it was really accepted the best. Um, they do have future plans on doing some other Star Wars stuff. And him, uh, Dave Filoni has uh, with Rey. It's supposed to be like a Jedi in the future kind of training up and coming Jedis and stuff like that. But other than that, I don't really know much more that's going on. Um, but um, hearing that Mando may be a movie and seeing Pedro Pascal still being involved um, is really dope. Maybe they can bring in uh, Boba Fett as well and just kind of bring them all and maybe kill them off in that so they don't just have like <laughs> Boba Fett's story just being kind of open and him just being around still so old and chubby. But it was interesting. And lastly, but not least, we've been seeing a lot of set photos from uh, Deadpool 3. I think it's the only movie that we're getting from Marvel in 2024. Um, so really highly anticipated. Uh, a lot of cameos. We've been talking about it a lot throughout the past couple of weeks on this podcast about the cameos. Um, we just got confirmed that X-23, the girl from Logan, is going to actually be um, reprising her role as a weapon or X-23 in, um, in Deadpool 3. Um, there's a, there was some shots of uh, Sabretooth, some uh, set shots of Sabretooth, not from uh, the Wolverine, but from the first X-Men, I believe. That's the Sabretooth that's going to be fighting Deadpool. They showed like uh, images of him holding his severed head. So we know that there's a scene of him probably killing himself and some type of shit. So um, they've been trolling us recently of him just posting pictures of other set you know, fake set photos of Steve Urkel and like uh, <laughs> random ass cartoons and shit. Um, little, little stuff trying to troll us since we all been seeing these set photos. Yeah. And people say, um, listen to the Jock and Nerd podcast. You know, that's what you get when you're out there on, you know, not doing a full CGI movie like a lot of these movies that's been doing recently and you're out actually out there on the set. People can drive by and see what you're doing and they can take pictures and post them online and kind of spoil it for everybody when you're doing open set kind of stuff. But, you know, open set stuff, if, you, if we want them to do that and get out of the CGI shit and actually get on location and do stuff that looks more realistic, we've got to kind of just respect that and not just leak shit and fuck up shit for everybody and ruin the surprise because they want to surprise people, all the cameos that are going to be in Deadpool. We've heard about a bunch. We want them to actually be a surprise at some, at some point. You remember the surprises of um, Endgame. You remember the surprises in uh, uh, Far From Home or No Way Home. The Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire surprises. Um, we actually heard about those and they're kind of still ruined. But, you know, the, I don't know. I, mean, I remember the days when cameos used to be super, like, surprising. And we used to, like, love having that cameo because we didn't hear about it unless we saw the movie. But they spoiled those months ahead and now, ahead now, and Ryan Reynolds is pleading with everybody, please stop doing that for Deadpool, Deadpool because again, it's the only MCU movie that's coming out and it's supposed to set up hella shit and they want the cameos to be surprises um, and, and everything that happens in the movie to be a surprise. And I think it's going to be one of the best uh, projects they put out, not only in 2024, but over the past maybe couple of years. So I'm ha I got high hopes for it. Um, I'm just hoping they don't move it back. I'm just hoping they move Blade up. 
is a bunch of stuff that they're throwing in between uh, 2024. And I talk a lot about the stuff that's coming out in 2025. So 2025 is going to be stacked. 2024 is probably going to be a lot of TV shows and one movie, and that's going to be Deadpool. And then we're going to see what happens, man. Movies is, movies is back. The writers and the directors are all back. The actors are all back. Getting back to work. So I know we're going to see an influx of movies and a whole bunch of big productions in the next coming weeks and years. And hear about a whole bunch of stuff. And the Comic-Cons and all these other stuff are going to be lit for all the news that we're going to get. And we're going to be there. Best of Buy is going to be there. We're going to be here to report everything. And that's what we do. We love y'all. And podcasting and reporting the news and bringing the bias to y'all is what we do every Friday, every Saturday. Which brings us to the end of this wonderful podcast, y'all. Thank y'all for kicking it with me this Friday, but this is the end of the podcast where I like them to know where to find me at. SAC underscore light down on the Instagram, Patrick underscore light down on the Snapchat. If you're looking for me anywhere else, just type in Patrick Lydell and you can find your boy. You know what I'm saying? Doing something. If you're looking for me on Twitch, uh, I think it's also, I think it's Lydell Denaro22. That's me on PlayStation. If you're trying to get beaten some video games on Xbox, I'm Skitty Grub One. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere. I'm going to start streaming a lot more. Again, this media company is going to get well-versed. We're going to get more multifaceted. We ain't going to stop at podcasts. We ain't going to stop at merch. We ain't going to stop at comics. We ain't going to stop at superhero cartoon creation. We doing it all. We game, too. We got a bunch of gamers on the squad that were ready to talk about games and stuff. And betting and cooking, bro. My cooking class is going to be quick. Stick, we're going to do a bake-along. We got hella stuff. More tournaments. Go check out them tournaments. AKA put up. Me and AKA did. Again, I, I preach these tournaments all the time because I feel like nobody's really checked the tournaments out. I'm about to, I'm about to plug them and post them up uh, on Instagram again because those tournaments go hard. And AKA did a, a lot of work putting that B-roll in there. So go check those out, too. Again, if you're looking for the merch, hit me up. We got everything still. We're doing a holiday sale, $20 on everything. Dad hats, bucket hats, beanies, trucker hats, T-shirts. Hit me up. Hit me up on the Instagram. Hit me up on the um, – hit me up if you got my number. Hit me up on the YouTube. Anywhere you can find me at, you can go ahead and uh, talk about this merch too. And uh, again, go like, subscribe to the YouTube, share, hit the bell so you won't miss any videos. And again, go hit up AKA Akio Young on the Instagram and tell them thank you for all these videos. Thank you for getting the videos to us. And, uh, you know, everything and letting us, uh, if we're visual, you know, listeners, which is kind of an oxymoron, but if you like to watch YouTube and listen to the podcast that way, AKA is to thank for that. But if you like to listen to an audio format, I thank you for that, for the clicks and for the plays as well, because those count, those really do count. Um, thank you for everything. But yeah, we're getting close to the end of the year. Um, of course, we're going to try to get more guests on, more topics, more content, and just kind of diversify it, man. Spice it up a little bit. I'll get hard to thinking about what we're going to get out for next week. Something a little different. Uh, but thank you for being here today. It's the Best of Bias podcast. It's Light Out of Narrow. Hey, and it's you. Thank you, beautiful people. Where that theme song at? It's right here. We out of here. Happy holidays. It's the best of, best of bias. You need the earful. You should try us. From pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best of, best of bias. Uh, your best of bias.